What's going on, y'all? Uh, welcome back to Four Score Sports Conference Championship Edition with some other stuff. We're going to throw this a normal sports episode, but we're going to talk about our conference championship picks first. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm joined with Colt. Yeah, it was good. Keith. What's up? <laughs> uh, we got Zach. Um, Kent. And Caleb. Uh, and uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, I know Kent, he's a little bit busy. You know, he's got some Bengals fan stuff to do. His team's still in it. None of ours are in. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, quickly, so Kent can do his Bengals stuff. He's got a meeting with Burrow later. Um, Joe Burrow. Kent, talk uh, to me. You mean, talk to me. You, 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 you can hear me, yes? yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, Joe Burrow, more like Joe, Joe Shiesty, Joe Get Her Done. Um, Joe, Joe Winner, um, you know, that's jo- Joey Franchise. All those names, they fit, they fit the bill. Uh, but he's been ice cold lately, uh, not, but like ice cold in the icy way kind of thing, the D-low way. Uh, anyways, uh, Jamar had a great game last game. Uh, the defense had a great game last game. Uh, Jesse Bates showed out. Logan Wilson showed out. DJ Reader uh, had one of the best games of his career. Um and he is the best no stack in the league, like I was saying a couple weeks ago. Um, that's a big reason why we stopped Derrick Henry. We do play the Chiefs this week. Um, it will be a tougher matchup for sure. We did beat them in the regular season, but to do that, it did take Jamar Chase for going 266 yards and three touchdowns. <clears throat> so, can we get it done this week? I surely hope so. Uh, of course, I got the Bengals winning. I'm not gonna not gonna go against them. Um, give me the Bengals. In an absolute shootout, game of the year, 42-39. You think it's you think it's better than the Bills Chiefs game? No, I, I was just messing. But, but oh. I think it's gonna be high scoring. Don't don't quote me on 42-39, but I think it will be high scoring. Obviously, uh, both the both the teams secondary is not the best. Each each of the teams got a star safety, and that's about it. So. Cheeto got cooked a couple times last week. I know you guys love him, but he, he has played really well this season. I, I I really do like him, but he he was getting cooked pretty bad last week. Um, yeah, Eli Apple. I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter rants where he was just calling uh, New Ooh. Orleans like a crap hole, you know. So that did that did um that did get a couple couple teams to hate on us, but yeah. Uh, and for the other game, give me uh give me the Niners. They beat them six times in a row past three seasons, so uh, give me Niners. I think that one's going to be more low scoring. Uh, <clears throat> if the if the Rams can score more than 21, I think they win it, but I don't know if they're, they're going to do that. That Niners, that Niners defense has been spectacular lately. But, yeah, that's all for me. See you guys. It's flying out to Arrowhead right this second. Um, get some- I got I got, hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta go to the team meetings, bro. We're drawing up plays, bro. <laughs> you're, gonna the, you're gonna see Joe Burrow with the no look pass, bro. He's gonna look like Mahomes out there. Oh, really? They're gonna oh, switch yeah. roles. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I personally am not gonna. I want the Bengals to win so bad. I want them to win the Super Bowl. I've never, like, disliked the Bengals. I loved A.J. Green way back in the day. Uh, when he, I remember one play against the Ravens, I think. Uh, Andy Dalton threw a Hail Mary, and then A.J. Green. It got tipped, and A.J. Green caught it. And ever since then, I was like, I like this team. They're cool. And they were always bad, so I was like, okay. But now they're cool. 
I don't know. I, I want the Bengals one, but I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. It's in Arrowhead. We all know Mahomes is damn near perfect in Arrowhead in the playoffs. Um, so I'm I'm not going to bet against them. Like, an experienced Chiefs team that's been to the Super Bowl two years in a row, going against a team of young guys that has never been to the playoffs, really, I feel like that's fair. So give me the Chiefs and give me their experience in the first game. Um, yeah, so everybody that's watching on YouTube, as you can see, big, huge Chiefs fan here. Extremely big since day one Chiefs fan. Um, I grew up in Kansas City. My whole family's there, so not even a bandwagon. Um, watched Mahomes since college. Yeah, right? I watched him since he was at Texas Tech. Before that, high I watched school. him in high school. So, <laughs> no, but um, actually, I, I mean, you just don't bet against Mahomes. Um, my, Keith, my guy Keith kind of took the – the, the bad side of that this past weekend. Um, I'm not going to go further into that, but he bet against Mahomes and, well, he lost. Um, you don't bet against Mahomes. Mahomes is the GOAT. Uh, Tyreek Hill, that guy is a, is a savage. I, I, you have to be an absolute maniac to put a peace sign to someone that is in front of you and then end up running by them. You have to be an absolute maniac. That guy is an absolute maniac. Um, the defense – Against the Bills, I, I hyped them up against the Bills and said they've been playing better as of late. I know Caleb touched on as well. They've been doing this. They've been doing that. They got their ass lit up. Uh, but a lot of that is because they didn't have their leader. They didn't have their safety slash middle linebacker slash edge rusher slash slot corner, Tyron Matthew. Um, if he can go against Cincinnati, I mean, I think that he's just as influential as any defensive player on the football field in the NFL. Um, I'm not saying he's the best, but I think to that unit, he's just as influential to them as he is to anybody else. Um, no hate to Burrow. Um, I think that Burrow did have an extremely overrated game against Tennessee. I don't even think he played that well. But in defense of Bengals fans, I think that it's scary that they were able to beat Tennessee and he didn't play as well as he should have played in a divisional playoff game. Um, you guys know I love Jamar. I hope Jamar has a good game. But ultimately, I, I, I want the Chiefs to win. I think the Chiefs will win. I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. I want them to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to roll with my boy Patty Mahomes. He's never done me wrong. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs. As most of you guys know, I'm a kind of a situational guy, and ever since um, Eli Apple was talking his talk against New Orleans, I'm a big like believer in like manifestation and stuff like that. And he was just talking bad about New Orleans. New Orleans is already going through whatever they're going through with Sean Payton and literally everybody else on the team. So you know what I think. The Bayou people got something for his ass for this game. That man is going to get torched probably by McCole Hardman or somebody random. Byron Pringle going off for like three touchdowns or whatever. But regardless, um, I'm excited to see how uh, – what's his name? Whatever Chiefs cornerback is going up against uh, Jamar Chase – and basically, we'll see a matchup of him and Tyron Matthew probably end up being like those mountain goats, just bumping heads. But it'll be a pretty exciting matchup. But ultimately, I think Mahomes has got it. But if he doesn't, hey, hey, man, I doubt it, but we'll see what happens. It's crazy things have happened. Yeah, um, I got you on that one, you know. When I kind of think about this game, I kind of think about you guys remember those old like Sports Nation polls where they used to like show the map, like the color of it, like based on yeah. like the responses. I kind of imagine this game, the entire country except for just like the state 
or I guess the two states, kind of like Missouri in there, um, really want the Chiefs to win. But everybody else wants the Bengals to win. They have all the clout right now. But the other thing that I know you guys are know we're betting people. Um, the line on this game is really interesting because like Kent said, they did play in the regular season and obviously the Bengals won that game. In that game, the Chiefs were at home three and a half point favorites. They opened this game at seven and a half point favorites, right? Now, since then, it actually has gone down to, I think, seven. Um, I actually like the Bengals to cover that, but that just shows you how much confidence people have in Mahomes at home <laughs> in the playoffs. So I'm just going to, you got to roll with the Chiefs. Um, the Bengals defense did a good job stopping the run last week, but that's not as much the Chiefs game, of course. It's not like they can't run the ball. Some of those guys are talented. McKinnon's been playing. Um, obviously, CH is back now, but uh, they're going to spread them out. It's going to be a high scoring game. And I think the Chiefs got it just because you got to take Mahomes at home. Um, obviously, one team has Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and has been for the past three or four years. But I've been high on the Bengals this entire year. I'm sticking it out with the Bengals. I picked them to win the division in September. I'm hoping that, you know, Jesse Bates, Logan Wells, and all them can uh, actually do something on defense. Check the four-score pin tweet, guys, if you guys are wondering how long Caleb, at least, has been riding the bandwagon. Been a long three time. And four when I picked him. No, three and one. Three and one. Not three. It was week four. Wow. Damn. But Joe Burrow's not scared. This team is not scaring anybody. And they're going in there overhead and walking out. And I think the Mahomes family has some uh, bad karma coming to them after, you know, Miss Mahomes dumping that ice cold champagne on all these people in the middle of January. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Um, also, if you guys are listening to this, um, currently our Joe Burrow shirts are live. Um, the icy Joe Burrow. So by the time you guys are watching this, if you guys want to cop one of those for the game tomorrow, let me know. We'll get those orders out, and then that shirt will be to you as soon as possible. Buy a shirt from us. I think they're cool. The cartoon Joe Shiesty. I saw four to score on. I think that's cool. Kent needs three, said. Um, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, so so I'm going to just recap. I'm going to roll Kansas City. KC. Kansas City. I'm also on KC. Cincy. Kansas City. And, wait, you said Cincy or KC? I said Cincy. You just complete. Oh, yeah. No, and, you mean Kendrick Flip. Um, next game, we have the 49ers at the LA Rams. This game, third matchup <clears throat> of the year for my obviously divisional opponents to go to the Super Bowl. This game pretty much has everything you could think. 49ers, obviously. If you faded us on any of the either of the 49ers games, you did a great job because uh, every single one of us, uh, none of us picked the 49ers yet. So with that logic, uh, let's go ahead and jump in. And I'm going to say that I'm going to take the 49ers this game, which means that they're probably going to lose. But uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers. They're such a physical, physical, physical football team, and it's hard to beat that. Um, the I wanted to say, I almost said the Lions because I was thinking about Stafford. The Rams are also very good, obviously. We know that they have a lot of the top guys in the league at their positions, and Ramsey, Donald, Stafford's arguably a top 10 quarterback. They have a top, what, five receiving core. Um, Cam Akers looks good, I think. Mm -hmm. He looks very explosive, uh, very quick.
quick and all that stuff. That so, dude fumbled last game. He yeah, tried the hardest to lose that game. Yeah, he, he tried, tried to lose. Hard to but I think, he, I think he looked good when he just wasn't fumbling. He looked very, you know, fresh, should I say. Um, all that being said, I do think that the 49ers, I really like – if Jimmy G doesn't have to throw for over 250 yards – they're going to win this game. And I think the way they do that is by getting Debo involved, getting Elijah Mitchell involved, uh, and just absolutely running the hell out of the ball to keep time of possession on your side, keep Jimmy G on the field, handing the ball off, keep the Rams defense on the field, uh, get them tired, and keep Stafford off the field. Who Last week, I think he looked pretty good, especially on that last drive, Cooper Cup, great catch. Uh, nobody really placed the ball, though, on that one play. I didn't see it. That's my Cowboys thing for the week. And then another official wearing touch to it wasn't the umpire. Oh. So really, it shouldn't have counted. But, you know, it, it, you know it's, it's it not does, Yeah, whatever. It's not, it's not. Um, Mike, Mike McCarthy's staying. It doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, give me give me the 49ers uh, just because of the pure physicality. Uh, they've been to the Super Bowl two years ago. They did. Uh, a lot of guys on their team, they have the experience. They have that kind of stuff, which I think is so important in the playoffs. So give me the Niners. Um, yeah, so I think that the Rams arguably have the most talented team in the NFL. I think when you look at position, like just go position by position by position, I don't think that they necessarily have a weak spot. Um, you know what their D-line is? Linebacker, Von Miller on the outside. Super Troy Bowl MVP. Troy Reader's not terrible. White boy, I mean, he makes tackles. Secondary's good. The offensive line is solid. He's touched up. Brian's touched on the running back group and the wide receiver, Matthew Stafford. They're talented. But I think what needs to be highlighted is, like, even though the Rams are the higher seed, this is by no means a home game at all. The game's in California. Los Angeles is in California. San Francisco's in California. You see what San Francisco did to that stadium in Week 18. It was nothing but red for that home game. Matthew Stafford had the ball late, and he, he, he had to call a timeout because he couldn't make the plays because the crowd was so loud. So, and I've, I've, I've read reports that said that they, they've sold more tickets this time than they did last time. So, I saw that Ram, the Rams have tried to like put a limit on how much that San Francisco can buy. I don't, I don't like that. Um, I think that's scared. They, they, they did change that on, I believe, Thursday. I think they. T- yeah, the ticket, the like ticket companies wouldn't. They weren't rocking with it. Yeah. yeah, that. I mean, you can't do that. That's just simply not fair. Um, their previous two games against Dallas and Green Bay, you could kind of see them in the crowd and, and hear them in the crowd, but at the same time, you've got to realize that Dallas and Green Bay are the two, if not the top two, home where the fans are going to come support that team, home team. Los Angeles, I don't know. I don't, San Francisco, you're going to see it just as many 49er fans are in that stadium as you are Rams fans, 100%. Uh, Matthew Stafford has not sold a game yet. He tried his best in the second half against the Bucs. He didn't turn the ball over, but I think he only had 60 yards before that last drive, those two passes to Cooper Cup. This is the game where he sells. He hasn't sold yet. He's going to sell the duffel bag this game 100%. I, I love OBJ. Y'all know how I feel about OBJ. God, he's going to go for 200 yards, three touchdowns. But wide receiver one for that team, Cooper Cup, best wide receiver two in the league. Um Matthew Stafford's going to sell the game. I feel it 100%. Ebo, I don't know. It's just something about this Niners team, the swag they have, walking out to the big-ass boom box, super, super gremlin, <laughs> just walking out, vibing. 
I mean, you see that big, scary man, Trent Williams in the front with the blacked-out visor, walking big-ass arms, and it's like, yikes. Like, we got to go against these guys. I think Vaughn Miller against Aaron Donald is going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting because Vaughn Miller has gotten back to the Vaughn Miller that he was of, uh, of past in the past couple weeks. Playoffs and the last couple weeks of the regular season, Vaughn Miller's been good. And Trent Williams, we know what Trent Williams is. Trent Williams is the best tackle in the NFL. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Best tackle in the NFL, monster of a dude. I'm glad Washington fucked that up. Thank you, guys. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Niners. Jimmy, like Ryan said, Jimmy G just can't be in a situation where he's in the shotgun and has to drop back and pass the ball. If you're the Rams, that's what you want, ultimately. Um, Debo has looked good against Dallas. He's looked good against the Packers. I know he'll look good against the Rams. He lit him up week 18. I'm looking for Kittle to do something. Um, Kittle is a top three, top two tight end, whatever you want to call it. He didn't do nothing against Dallas, which I told you he wouldn't want to do anything against Dallas because that's a tough matchup for him. The Packers didn't do anything. Conditions, okay. We're in sunny Los Angeles. You need to do something. Like Ken said, they beat him the last six times. I know it's hard to beat a team seven times in a row, especially a divisional opponent that you see two times a year. I'm going to roll with the 49ers, though. I think that they've just got a certain swag about them, kind of how you guys feel about the Bengals. I just think they have a certain swag about them. They're playing the right way. Ryan said they're hard-nosed. I knew they were going to go into Green Bay and punch them in the mouth. I didn't think they'd win, but I knew that they were built for that type of weather, if that makes sense. But I'm going to roll with the Niners. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fade if we can. Um, yeah, so one thing that I was – it just feels like a fever dream at this point – Caleb sent me a TikTok of when the Chiefs and the Niners played in the Super Bowl. That does not feel real to me at all. Like, I swear I do not remember the 49ers going to the Super Bowl since since Colin Kaepernick, I believe. And then he sent me that, and it just made sense. And, of course, you know, with February and March, we were, like, all in the house. So I guess it's supposed to be the Chiefs and the 49ers again to make the world back normal. But – I don't see it. Um, I believe in my quarterbacks, bestie, Matt Stafford, to make something happen. Um, granted, that 49ers defense is nasty. And D'Amico Ryans is going to go far as far as they let him. That man has been on point the entire season. He was actually on point as a player, and he's on point as a coach. But I think um, – <laughs> I think the Rams will pull through. I mean, it probably – I don't think – I don't think they put on put up as much points as they did on the Buccaneers. But I still think the Rams end up pulling one out. And Matt Stafford finally gets his Super Bowl visit this year. So we got the Rams. That you can take the Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of Stafford to go along with Colts point. He's going to sell. He might sell. That wouldn't surprise me against that defense. But he has got him this far. Um, give him credit. Like, he really did try to lose that game last week. But, um, you know, I saw a tweet the other day that I think um, is interesting, and it kind of speaks to how talented the Rams are. It's, you know, if the Rams end up, like, going to the Super Bowl or potentially winning the Super Bowl, I think there's going to be a lot more guys in the NFL that are trying to get traded around and things like that. Because the Rams have been pretty much laid out that blueprint where they value established NFL talent more than they do these draft picks, and it's working for them. I mean, like, you can't blame them. I mean, they have the coaching staff and they have the roster. 
but they've struggled with the 49ers. Stafford looked bad in both games, actually, against them. He threw, they, they turned him over four times in the two games this regular season. But like Colt said, it's really difficult to lose to a team that many times in a row. And when they're more talented like this, I don't know exactly what's going to end up happening with the whole fan situation. I know that was a big conspiracy and everything, but I think the Rams are just the better team. And I think Stafford gets to the bowl this time. I think they win this game at home. Well, at home, but I think they win again. Um, I did a whole lot of uh, San Francisco hating because, you know, I'm a Dallas fan and they made me very upset for the past two weeks. Um, I'm, I'm done disrespecting that team. They're They're loaded. They can get pressure with four. They can get pressure with three. They can drop eight guys into coverage and be just fine getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, y'all touched on a lot of Jimmy G and George Kittle and Aaron Donald. I'm thinking a lot more on the 49ers defense is going to win this game. That 49, uh, Fred Warner running the round and Joey Bosa, not Joey, Nick Bosa running the round. I think they win it on defense. Um, also, very similar to Patrick Mahomes situation. Miss Stafford has been buying tickets to give away to Rams fans so they can have more Rams fans because they're scared of the 49ers faithful. And for that reason, the 49ers taking the win. How many tickets do you think she bought? Probably a lot. But, like, you think, like, 100 tickets is a lot, but that's only 100 fans out of – Yeah, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, I feel like like she bought a lot. Well – you know what I mean, though? Stafford signed like a $30 million deal before he got in the league. So yeah, but 100 tickets, 100 tickets to the NFC Championship in Los, or Los Angeles. They're probably all standing around. That's like fair, about the 500 yeah. section in the ceiling. In the ceiling. Ceiling <laughs> <laughs> on the roof. But yeah, uh, all right. So just to recap that, I'm rolling San Fran. San Fran. Uh, Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. And Fran. And Fran, there we go. Um, and there's our conference championship picks. And, again, uh, if you're looking for one of those icy Joe Burrow shirts, uh, let us know. We'll get you one. Uh, let's move on. Uh, NBA. The NBA, uh, the all-star teams were announced. Uh, obviously, we haven't been that much into NBA lately. Uh, but there's one big thing that you don't really even need to watch the NBA to be like, hmm. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, starters of the West, who are they? There's Steph, Ja, LeBron, LeBron, Jokic, Jokic and Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Personally, I don't even think Wiggins was the best person on his team that could have had that role. Uh, I do think Draymond might have deserved the starting nod. Uh, None of them, neither neither one of them do, but I think Draymond should have been more into consideration. I've seen a lot of stuff where it's talking about the fan vote Versus the uh, player vote and then the media vote. And some of the guys that got a very high percent of the, I believe it was the player vote, were like guys like Miles Bridges, Jante Murray, guys like that. And then people that are getting all the fan vote, but none of the media or player vote are guys like Luca and like these guys that are struggling, Wiggins, you know, these guys that are kind of struggling for their say, like Lillard, uh, he was still getting votes, even though he hasn't, he hasn't even played in. Oh, yeah. How long? Bernie Sam taking over. So it's, I don't know. So I do want to get into within the all-star game, 
what do you guys think the voting should be like? Should fans have more say? Should the players have more say or the media? Um, I've made my opinion voice in the group chat. The fan vote should have a 0% impact on the all-star voting. If you want to make it 5% just so they feel like they, so they have was... – involve a participation, I don't care about 5%. But if it were up to me, they wouldn't have any participation – um, this isn't in the most respectful way possible. This isn't vote who you want to see game. This is the NBA all-star game, as in the players that have played, they have earned themselves as all-stars and deserve the spot should be playing in that game. It should be the best players in the NBA going against each other. This isn't, I want to see him play, so I want him to play. I want to see him play, so let's put him play. That's not what this is. This isn't, isn't a fantasy team. That's not what this is. This is the all-star game. So, I think that it should have a 0% impact. I don't think that Wiggins should have been a starter. I don't think Wiggins should have been an all-star. So the fan vote is what made him an all-star starter. It was what's going to make him an all-star player. The fan vote has 50% vote. That is absolutely ridiculous. There's no way that a fan should have as much impact as the media and player combined. That's absolutely ridiculous. Guys, that Caleb gave me a hard time because I'm a Minnesota fan and my guys don't get love. But really, it's not just Minnesota. It's guys that play for smaller market teams that just aren't simply going to get love because they play for smaller market teams. And I'll bring up one guy that Ryan just touched on, just said his name. If DeJounte Murray is not an all-star, then it is an absolute disgrace. DeJounte Murray is averaging like 19, 8, and 9. He's almost averaging a triple-double. He's efficient as hell, too. He's the reason reason that the Spurs are in in the playoff hunt. He's first-team all-defense. So, it, it, and I'm, I'm just looking at the thing, and I'm looking at the guys that haven't been selected yet, and I'm looking at the fan vote having as much say as it does. DeJounte Murray's not going to make the All-Star game because guys like Chris Paul, guys like Devin Booker, guys like Donovan Mitchell, they're going to get those spots over him in the backcourt. And that's absolutely ridiculous. I can name 10 guys in the West that deserved it over Andrew Wiggins. And that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm a Minnesota fan, so, and I'm not saying that Anthony Edwards should have started, and I'm not saying that Anthony Edwards I – I honestly don't think that Anthony Edwards should be an All-Star this year. I think it's close. I think that he's maybe the first or second guy left off. But if you look at Anthony Edwards' stats, he's missed one less game, and it has more points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, blocks per game, and steals per game. He's been better, way better, on the offensive end and defensive end. So I'm just saying, like, what do you want? I I don't know. That's my little rant. I know that I care more simply because I'm a fan of a smaller market team, but it's guys like the Spurs. It's guys like De'Aaron Fox for the Kings. It's guys like Darius Garland for the Cavs. I think Darius Garland maybe should have been a starter. But it's just guys like that for smaller market team. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tend towards the big names, the big markets, guys like that. So that's just a little rant. I don't think it has, should have a 0% impact. You're going to give them maybe five to feel like the fans have a say. Go for that. But it's and, absolutely and ridiculous. You can even make it uh, the most fan votes in the front court west makes it no matter what. Backcourt. I, I don't know. I think if anything, like if the only thing the fans should have any sort of vote on, just because like I've noticed a trend, these jerseys are kind of trash. So if they had like a you know a set of jerseys, let the fans pick the jerseys because that. fans fans ends up ends up buying the jerseys. But I'm gonna cold on that one because I remember you know they have the little NBA polls and saying like who do you want to see in the All Star game and like I noticed. DeJounte Murray has been killing it, and nobody nobody has been saying anything. We just see that, oh, the Spurs won a game, and, like, nobody knows on the Spurs except for DeJounte Murray and 
I guess Derek White, if you follow him like that, but he's right as far as with the smaller market teams. I mean, nobody on my team deserves to be on the all-star game at all, but it's all good. Um, but yeah, um, this whole thing with fan votes, I didn't even know it had 50%. And I'm pretty sure I saw something that said Grayson, I hate Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen had two player votes. Keep that in mind. And then I think Ben Simmons had two player votes. So you kind of have to, you kind of, I mean, even though the players play with, you know, they play against each other and they can, they can see who belongs in the all-star game. But I guess you have to keep in mind people that are kind of petty or whatever. Like maybe they were the, maybe they voted for themselves. I don't know. I mean, you got to remember not too long ago, literally fucking Zaza Pachulia had the third most (laughs) votes. He had more votes than LeBron at that that Bay Area is crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. in Golden the State count. bandwagon, obviously, yeah. they're, they the were just trying that, to get the uh, whole starting five from Golden State in there. <laughs> what the fact that Wiggins made it, is, it says a lot about the the Golden State, the Bay Area fans. So then David David Lee made it. I mean, he actually was pretty good that year, but he made it one, one year. Made it but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should take – I mean, they can't take – Take fans out of the equation because, of course, they need the money. What? But I, honestly, like if they had like fan submissions for jerseys and stuff, I would be all for that. Bro, like, what if they even even let the fans vote on like <laughs> you pick all the eligible guys for the three point contest? You vote on the eight guys you want to see in that the skill competition. You vote for however many guys in the front court and back court. Like all the eligible guys that want to do it, the dunk contest. You think that the fans wouldn't pay attention to the dunk contest more if they got to pick who was in it? Like nobody wanted to see fucking Henry Diallo or whatever. No one's watched that. But at the same time, I would say it's a little harder to do that because so many guys denied the invitation. Like Anthony Edwards, like he he they asked him on a podcast the other day, "Would you ever do it?" He said, "I'm an in game dunker. Sorry, I'm never gonna do it." And that's the thing. All the eligible guys that said, "Like yeah, I'll do it." You know, like you put LeBron on that thing one time. Everyone's always wanted to see LeBron in the dunk contest. He's probably been asked every year, multiple times. He's going to say no every year. But still, that one year where he's on the ballot, just imagine how insane that goes. Social media would light. They were were past that. It would be the most watched dunk contest ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, shout out LeBron. Making an all-star team again. Year, Year 17, 18. It's a lot. Um, you know, he's 37 years old. My boy, Goat, Goat James. 19. 19, LeBron. Don't you love the fan? Isn't he hurt right now? Yeah, I think he's low, man. Recently. Honestly. Yeah? He didn't play last night, so yeah. He didn't play the game before either. Zach, what do you think about the All-Star selections? I mean, I think that the problem is, like you said, the the idea of fan voting is never going to go away. Um, it's not like they don't know that that's a problem. And like Colt was kind of explaining, if the goal is to get the best players in the league in the All-Star game, then they would have got rid of fan voting already. Like everybody knows that that's not what happens. The same kind of thing, like you said, for small market teams happens in the MLB All-Star game when fans start voting. I mean, like that's why you're never going to see a Ray be the last, like one of the final five guys voted in that's never going to happen. Chapman. No, I'm saying it's it's just not going to happen. So I I like kind of how Keith mentioned, like potentially getting them involved in some of the things that aren't as important as actually getting an all-star nomination. A lot of guys have contract things like tied into their contract talking about, oh, you get a 500K, whatever, million-dollar bonus if you get selected to all-star team. 
for example, you're a DeJounte Murray and you're sitting here with like, fuck, like I'm having this season, I'm doing what I need to do, and the fans screwed me over. I, I don't know. I, I think that they probably thought about it a lot. They need to get involved in other ways. But simply it's it's just evident to me that the league doesn't care about getting the best guys in. And that it's just that simple. I care about getting the popular guys in. You're going to sell a lot more Wiggins all-star jerseys than you will DeJounte Murray, you know? What? I don't know. No, no, Wiggins, uh, just because of the Bay Area. Bay Area, you gotta look. Oh, no, he was the number one pick. All that stuff. Everyone's kind of rooting for him because there was a point where he's very. I'm not rooting for his ass. Fuck Andrew Wiggins. I have no love for Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> not a single bit of love. The worst part is he's the top three players in Timberwolves. Uh, top four player in Timberwolves history. I wouldn't even say that. I put Garnett, Jimmy Butler. Towns, I put Jimmy Butler. Kevin love. Oh, Jimmy Butler, the oh, yeah. the only MVP. Though. Oh, you put Sam Cassell over uh, um, with him. Injury Sam Cassell. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say because this this topic is about the All Star selections. The rest of the West, I didn't have a problem with. I agree with it. Uh, Curry and Ja, obviously. LeBron, obviously. Joker, obviously. That's fine. In the East, Giannis, obviously. Embiid, Giannis, obviously. Um, DeRozan, obviously. Um, KD, obviously. Point guard Trey Young. I'm okay with it. I would have went Darius Garland, but I'm a Darius Garland fan. I would have went Garland just because where he has the Cavs at. But if you would have went Levine, Young, or Garland, I don't have an issue with it. Levine and uh, Garland will be the starting backcourt for the reserves. So I, I honestly And like Caleb said, I care more about this because I'm a Timberwolves fan. And Carl, that was literally Carl Anthony Towns' spot. That's why I'm as upset as I am is because I'm. it was his spot. I mean, either him or Rudy Gobert. If Rudy Gobert would have got it, I would have had no problems. But it, it was cat spot. That's why I'm so upset about it. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, All-Star game is what? Uh, like two weeks from now, Something give or take. Bad. So uh, that would be cool. I like the I, – I personally, I really do like the NBA All-Star game. I think it's cool watching these guys, uh, especially with the draft. I do believe that the draft is better than East versus West um, in every yeah. sport. I believe even when the NFL was doing that like eight, nine years ago, uh, Team Dion versus Team Jerry or whatever it was. They're doing that again this year, I think. Good. But uh, drafting fun. is cool because you get to see a bunch of these guys that would never play. Like LeBron would have gone against Kobe in theory. That, like that, you know what I mean? Or like, sorry, could have been on the same team as Kobe. Like, you know what I mean? That would have been really cool to see one time in our life, even if it's, if it's an all-star game. So I do think the draft – I think the draft is cool. I think that makes it more in, interesting. And I also like the point system they do where in the fourth quarter, the whoever's up at the end of the third, add 24. Then it's competitive. I really like that, uh, the Kobe Bryant rule for the all-star game. I do like that. See a lot more defense. And I remember uh, – what was it last year, Anthony Davis – or two years ago, Anthony Davis uh, nailed those free throws. At the end of the game to win it, right? Yeah, last year I don't. It was a close. Mm-hmm. It was a blowout. Yeah. Team LeBron, you know LeBron doing what LeBron does. His team Are winning. Big. No, no big surprise. No big surprise. All Star Game championships. Um, but no, that's cool. I like the All Star Game. All Star Games are cool to me. I really enjoy those. If the players get in that deserve to get in you know, obviously there's going to be a few snubs every sports league every year but uh speaking of all-star snubs hockey um nhl the hurricanes so, uh, i know uh hurricanes are absolutely tearing it up right now i know aho's an all-star andrew is anderson an all-star yeah yeah freddie's an all-star this year so the, um 
just for the NHL All-Star weekend, it's actually like the All-Star break for them is this upcoming week. Um, after you guys listen to this, it'll be like that following week. Um, what they do in that, so they break it up into four different teams instead of two. And basically the only rule really is that one each, like each team in the NHL has to have one player on the team. So that causes kind of a similar conflict where it, those teams like aren't actually the best players in the NHL. I mean, like it's as close as possible, but there's a couple guys that just, you know, for example, like the best player on some of the shittiest teams in the league, like you're looking at like a Detroit or like a Buffalo or something like that. Like one of those guys is simply not better than the second best player on like the Canes or a Florida or a team that's really balling this year. So, I mean, there's always going to be a couple guys that get left off, but um, coming into the half season, Mark, the NHL, um, the Canes are balling. Um, like you said, Brendan Moore actually is coaching um, the our divisions. Yeah, shout out Brendan Moore dropping the puck yesterday for the ice pack. Big win. Also, shout out G Money. Fresh off turn at 21. He goes out and gets a couple Genos um in front of the boys. G Money. Um, that was cool. five a five point game, by the way, for NC State Ice Pack hockey. Uh that's a hometown friend. Uh so good for him. Five points is insane at any level. He was going crazy. He was going crazy. But yeah, man. Um Brendan Moore's coaching the team for the All-Star Week. The NHL All-Star Weekend is kind of cool. Um, it's a little, little bit more loose, kind of like the NBA. They don't really, of course, try as hard. It's a little bit, you know, high scoring, kind of fun, fast pace for sure. Um, it's something to watch. They do a lot of cool, like, skill competitions and stuff, like hardest slap shot and shit like that, you know, to get, like, more casual fans interested because it's kind of cool to see. Um, but, yeah, no, it's kind of like the halfway mark in the NHL. It's when they do the break. Um, Eastern Conference teams for the playoffs are pretty much already locked up. Um it's a really clear top tier versus bottom tier. So I saw this one graphic and it was like, I think that the last playoff team has like an 89% chance already or something like that to make the playoffs. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. insane. For people yeah. that don't get it, that's essentially like, are the Lakers the eight seed right now? No, they lost last night. They're the nine seed. Well, essentially it's equivalent to the Lakers having an 80% chance of making the playoffs right now already. That's, Insane because the Lakers realistically probably have what a 50 ish, give or take, statistically chance, and they're not even in the playoffs. You know, that's it's so tough. No, you're right. Yeah, it's (laughs) yeah, it's really just going to come down to trying to get like home ice. Like, I mean, the playoff teams are already pretty much solidified, so yeah, I don't know. It's not as interesting, I guess. There's not going to be any like close races talking about like, are they going to make it or not? Because we already know who. So, like I said, it's just going to be about getting the higher seeds, trying to get a couple more home games. Exactly. Um, if you want to transition in a little bit of women's basketball, right now we have a men's game on in the background. We have Duke versus Louisville. It's one and a half. It's 37-35 Duke. Duke's blown a decent-sized lead so far. But I want to transition into women's basketball. Uh, NC State women's basketball, uh, obviously, you guys, you know, uh, they've been tearing it up. Uh, they play Carolina. If you guys are watching this on Saturday, uh, they play Carolina on Sunday. So uh, that'll be a huge game. Carolina's a great team. Uh, obviously, they came in to Raleigh about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, into the small gym, Reynolds Coliseum, and got their ass absolutely blown out. Um Obviously, our people are doing phenomenal. The whole team is. Elise is starting to come into her own. We see that she's projected a top five pick already at this point, which is awesome for her. Uh, really, it's just one of those things like, does the team need a four or five? Whoever has the first pick, second pick, whatever. Whatever team needs a four or five, uh, she's going to go. 
Uh, so we're really proud of her. Um, <clears throat> hopefully we can have Elisa on the show soon. Uh, obviously season's going on. We don't want to irritate that. That's obviously way more important. Uh, she's got her whole life ahead of her with us, with uh, her basketball. So obviously not trying to cause any distractions. Um, but yeah, that's really all I've got. Baseball's still in the lockout. Um, nothing's really happened in baseball, I don't think. Right? Shout out to David Ortiz, though. Shout out oh, yeah. to the GOAT. <laughs> Shout out to the GOAT. David Ortiz, the greatest designated hitter ever. Ever. First ballot. Three-time World Series champ. Got us out of the curse of Bambino. Shout out to David Ortiz. And shout out to the Minnesota Twins for letting us get him for a one-year, $1 million deal. <laughs> Thank you, Minnesota. Another reason to give love to Minnesota. Shout out to David Ortiz, my favorite player ever, my childhood hero. My, I did so many school projects on him, I would find a way to make it happen. I would find a way to make it happen, whether the, the subject was idle, uh, foreign country. I did one for Spanish class for Dominican Republic for Mr. Ortiz. I love that man. First ballot Hall of Famer. Well-deserved. Literally deserved it. Um, if you think he didn't deserve it, respectfully, I'm sorry to everyone on here that is younger, but you could suck my dick. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's that simple. I'm sorry Clemens didn't get in. He probably deserved it. Schilling probably deserved it, and Bonds probably deserved it. They definitely yeah, deserve well. to get in. Hopefully, they'll get in with the, uh, the USA, USA Today vote. Um, hopefully, they get in with that. But with that being said, David Ortiz definitely did deserve it. I think, um, and this is the last I'll say about it, and this is actually me being serious, it kind of sucks because everybody is more worried about uh, Bonds and Clemens and Schilling's not getting in. So it's kind of taking the credit away from, from David Ortiz, like, oh, if they didn't get in, then why is Ortiz in? Come on, bro, don't do that. Ortiz is the first ballot Hall of Famer. He deserved it. We all know that. But at the same time, Bonds and them deserve to get in as well. As a diehard <clears throat> literally wearing David Ortiz 150% deserves to make the Hall of Fame. Um, I've watched him play a lot of games. Uh, he's a project, big project. He has, can you hear it? Yeah. No. Hold on, let me. Cole Burger. Is that good? Yeah, put the whole mic in his mouth. And... My fault, my fault, my fault. <laughs> well, uh, but anyways, exactly. that man has so many clutch moments. Uh, yeah, he was a DH, but that's the role he was asked to play on his team. Maybe he wasn't really asked. It was probably – it was probably like a, yeah, I'll do it. You know? <laughs> okay, I don't have to play defense for the rest of my life. Defense is yeah. fucking boring in baseball. All you do is stand there, and then the ball gets hit to one of the nine people. If not, it doesn't even get hit to anyone. And then, you know, defense is boring as shit. So David Ortiz was just in there, you know, munching on a hot pocket, eating some seeds, going out there, going one for three every night with a dinger and a walk. So – he deserved to make it. Bonds, he deserves it. Clemens, they deserve to make it. Yes, steroids suck. Like, the whole stigma around them. But at the same time, you st- as a pitcher, I do believe it's different because that's physical strength in that sense. But every MLB player can hit the baseball out on any pitcher. And it just, you know, you still got to hit the ball. You still have to get the correct angles on it. You still have to be able to read the pitch. There's still so many things that go into hitting. And, yeah, you're a little bit stronger. Okay, maybe maybe those pop-ups or those little bloopers turn into wall shots. I don't know, but I, th- I, don't, I personally don't care that much about steroids. It's more fun to watch people hit home runs, especially to the casual fan. Nobody wants to sit there and watch a one nothing baseball game. 
Uh, everyone wants to watch like a six, five, six, four type of game that has, you know, a few doubles, a home run here and there, you know, some good base running. It's fun to watch that stuff. Look at Trey Turner. He's what, he's one of the most like fan love, most loved players by the fans because he's so damn fun to watch. So damn fun. He's great on defense, which obviously is boring as hell. He's fast as hell. Uh, arguably the best base runner in the league. Great hitter. It's it's more fun to watch guys that do stuff all the time. And if steroids do that, I'm sure that there's a lot of other shit that's being taken. Spider tech, I think, is significantly worse than steroids. Is um Barry Bonds is the leader in home runs all time, right? All time. And not in the Hall of Fame. That's... And Roger Clemens has seven Cy Young awards. And if uh, you guys don't know in baseball, Cy Young is essentially the MVP of pitching for that season. <laughs> uh, Roger Clemens has seven of those awards, and I believe the next closest is That's Nolan more Ryan. more than anybody has. Like Nolan four. Ryan has three or four, and then, and then it's Roger Clemens at, in first place with seven. Red Sox legend Roger Clemens. Yankees legend Roger Red Clemens. Red Sox legend. He is a Red Sox. Red Sox legend <laughs> Roger Clemens. <laughs> Yankees <legend. laughs> um, But, yeah, that's that's my thing with that. I think they should be in there. Shout out to I Big Poppy, though. Yeah, shout out David Ortiz. He yeah. deserves that shit big time. You know, Ortiz is kind of the reason I fell in love with the Red Sox. And uh, back in, like, 2004, I could barely remember for anything, but I do remember cheering for the Red Sox. Um, you know, me – being not left-handed, I tried to hit left-handed. I tried to be a DH in the rec league. I wore number 34. Like, me and David Ortiz the same birthday. In the rec league? Great, <laughs> right, rec league all-stars. I tried to be DH. <laughs> they wouldn't let me. I, At I age six, you're asking to DH and shit. <laughs> it's already asking DH. You're done with defense, bro. You're done with that shit. Exactly. But you ain't never been that same birthday. He's like... Um, so I love Big Poppy, favorite player of all time, without a doubt. I watched him, you know, kick some Yankees ass for a long time. So I'm glad he actually gets to be a first ballot. I watched that too. I did watch him kick some Yankee ass. I watched Jeter kick some Red Sox ass too. So uh, well, I watched Ortiz, you know, come back 3 0. He gets three Yankees. So David Ortiz did historically own the Yankees. That is not a myth. He owned Flat out. that team. He Oh, that franchise. I, I couldn't say every time he hit it, I just knew it was a home run. Sometimes people say that Cashman is the owner. No, 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 no. David Ortiz <laughs> is the owner of that fraudulent franchise. But no, he's the clutchest. The owner, um, if you guys have ever seen what in the NFL, what Deshaun Jackson does <laughs> in a revenge game or in an NFC East game, that's what David Ortiz did his whole career for the Red Sox against the AL East, pretty much. Yeah. It was just was a Sean Jackson um, every game. Was it against Tampa when he beat the hell out of that phone? Or was no. that in, in – I think he got pissed off at uh, umpire and he beat the hell out of the phone and started throwing water coolers and shit. Oh, yeah. That was like 2013. You know I remember that. Yeah. That was a very vivid memory. It was one of the few baseball games I watched that year. But love Big Poppy, the GOAT. When I think David Ortiz, sorry, the biggest thing I think – obviously I think of him spitting on his gloves. I think of that, but I also think of that home run against the Tigers, right? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, was it Tory? Yeah. Over the wall. He fell over yeah. the wall. Yeah. Tory Hunter. Like, uh, Angels legend. Tory Hunter. Legend. Don't ever forget that. But yeah, that's shout out David Ortiz. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, you guys have anything else before we hop off? Nope. Keith, you got anything? Um, 
I was just randomly thinking about how in high school, Jock Peterson had more receiving yards than Devontae Adams. That was kind of wild. Um, I'm also excited to see how this whole coaching circus lands different players. I'm excited. Honestly, I'm ready for football season to end just because, damn, it's been a minute. I'm kind of, I'm kind of just ready to watch one sport at a time. But besides that, um, everything is good. It's cold out. So keep your loved ones close and tell them you love them. Just like I will tell you, I love you right now. Um, buy the shirts. Um, buy one for yourself. Buy one for your friend. And, um, yeah, uh, go Rams. That was it. Well, Zach, what you got for us? Um, I'll just say this. I'm looking forward to a good weekend of football. Hopefully, I guess a good Sunday. Um, hopefully, the Bengals win so we can peer pressure Kent into doing some funny shit for um, <laughs> content. He's going to have the shirts, obviously, like Keith just plugged in. Buy them for your friend. Buy them for your friend's friend. Your mom would look fantastic in a Joe Burrow shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get your grandma one, get your aunt I'm one, saying. get your cousin one. Yeah. Okay. Um, like Keith said, this has been a long season. A lot's going on. We only got a couple more weeks left, and then we jump into the offseason. I'm ready for the offseason. As a Cowboys fan, I'm ready to see what we do. Um, again, by the shirts, by the merch, we got a lot more coming. Follow the socials. Shout out Ray's Energy, keeping me alive. Oh, we yeah. love you. Hey, did you not sleep? No, uh, not really. <laughs> Shout out Rays, man. Keep you up. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you guys want a shirt? Uh, DM us Instagram. If you have our numbers, text, Snapchat, whatever you guys got to do to get in communication, do that. And then uh, let us know. We'll get those shirts out as fast as we can. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>